This is the Talking Property Podcast, brought to you by Rewed.com, the home of WA Real Estate. Thank you for listening to Talking Property, the show in which we discuss all aspects of real estate. Now, here is your host, Harvey Deegan, together with our expert commentators, Rob Druitt and Rod Bryan. You know, presentation of a home is so important and we've all looked in the paper and uh, we've all seen the signs and the photographs of a particular property. Well, it's a real skill. Not everybody can maximise the potential of a home just by getting out their camera and taking a few shots. So we have got an expert to let us into some of the secrets, some tricks of the trade, if you like. Mark Evans who is a reputable, very reputable Perth real estate photographer. We will be speaking to him. And also in Agent's Corner today, we are going up to Caratha and we'll be having a chat to Debbie Kay, sales manager of Caratha First National Real Estate. Well, one of the most important parts of selling real estate is how you present your house. I'm sure you'd agree with that, boys. Absolutely. And uh, it's how it's perhaps photographed for sale becomes more appetising if you get a professional to do it. And we've got a professional in the studio right now in Mark Evans. G'day, Mark. G'day, Howie. How are you? We're well, thanks. Markphotography.com.au. That's how we get hold of you. Uh, Tell us all about your organisation. Well, yourself. So I've been a real estate photographer for about 10 years now, mainly working in three areas. So about a third of my business would be rentals, a third would be residential, and then a third would be commercial real estate so divided between those three at the moment rentals are quite tough (laughs) there's there's no rentals out there so it's a bit quieter on that front but sales and commercial are pretty much booming at the moment so we're talking about still photography here yes Uh, no not virtual tours or anything i actually started out in virtual tours that's all i did to begin with Mm -hmm. i started with a company that did 3d virtual tours one of the first in Perth and we started doing those and then that just was like a fad it kind of died off mm. it did a bit didn't it yeah it, it was a period there where it was going to be the new thing yeah and, and then it just went I haven't done one in like three or four years I think there's a few real estate agents who bought their own little boxes they sit there and do their own sort of thing but I haven't I've got a mini revival in COVID-19 yeah video is the king at the moment yeah yeah video walkthroughs yes so do you do those I do like a basic version I actually do it uh, during COVID, I wasn't doing video beforehand because I actually came from a wedding video start background. Oh. So sitting in a room editing wedding videos is just my worst nightmare. It's hours of work and you get very little money for it. So I moved to photography, but I didn't offer much to do with video because agents aren't willing to pay for video <laughs> the way that goes into it. But I do do a simple <laughs> walkthrough on either the agent's phone or, or my camera with music dumped on it for free. I just add that free of charge as part of my service. So who pays for this, the real estate agent or the person trying to sell their home? Most of the time it comes out of, my belief is out of marketing, the marketing costs, websites and all that. It all comes out of The marketing budget, which is Mm -hmm. uh, vendor paid. And the photography is such an important part uh, of the marketing because you get one chance on the internet. Yeah, well, if you a good experiment, if you want to go to realestate.com now or domain and, and check out their listings, put in Perth. Or Rewa.com. Yeah, Rewa, whatever, whatever one. I think they have the same... Um, Being our sponsor, <laughs> yeah. appropriate to mention that. They have the same setting up the top, relevant or, or newest. Change that to <laughs> oldest settings and then see what comes up in the oldest 100 listings. And I guarantee <laughs> yes, you, they'll be all 80% of them photos. will be taken by the owner. 
owners, usually on those websites where they don't have an agent as well. Yeah. 80% of them will be like that. They'll be the oldest ones and the photos are terrible and that's why they've been sitting on there for 12 months. So. I don't ask a silly question. This yeah. prob- probably is. Yeah. We've all got mobile phones that have got you know high resolution capacity for taking yes, photos. Yes, but we're not professional photographers wait like Marcus. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's what I'm going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> has that impacted on your business? Not at all. No? The, <laughs> no, well, the, in rentals it has and I really, it's my bugbear with some of the rental agents that choose to take photos with their cameras mm. and right now they can because the listings are flying. <laughs> they don't even have to upload it. They've got a backlog of 60 people who just came to the last home open <laughs> to rent out their rentals. So that, that happens in booms. But when it gets tight, I mean, it's crazy. I'm $125 for a shoot. Mm. Why do you not tell your owner, you know, mm. this is tax deductible. You can use these photos over and over and over again for the next five years. Just spend 125 get the photos done and you'll move your product way faster than someone who takes someone on their on their phone because the thing is i'm using the top flash system that you can possibly get and i can blow out with my flash all the dirt all the grime make it look bright which you can't do with an iphone no matter how good the technology gets yeah. you can't and the wide lens mark as well. i would think that your hourly rate would be extraordinarily low if that's all you charge for a whole shoot well i, I choose to keep busy and, and competitive it's just such a tough market especially right now there's there's people out there offering a hundred dollars i don't think their quality would be that good but i just choose mm. to go that that market yeah. mark rod ryan miguel and I, my business partner, we had some serious issues with one of our salespersons, people who thought he was actually a photographer, oh. and uh, we, we we had a <laughs> so lot of trouble. Sounds with him. like he may not have been a salesperson. No, that's right. And, uh, but we finally got to the point where we had to show him some of his own photography, where he was actually in the photos himself in the mirror. <laughs> So I think, it's, I think you get the message. So we're, we're, we are fans of having it done properly. Oh, and, and right. so the amount of time, the worst ones when uh, like the owner has, mm. oh, my son's a photographer. Mm. And <laughs> even if you're a wedding photographer, it's a completely different technique. Mm. This is what I was going to ask equipment. you. What, what's the secret to really good real estate photography? It's to do with the angles that you choose. Shooting from a corner of a room will always make a room look bigger. Using a wide lens, but not wide that it stretches. Yes, You've all right. seen those photos where... <laughs> That room looked really big, but it's tiny. (laughs) Which is terrible, because then the people come along the home open and they're disappointed and they're not happy with you as the agent And that's actually the challenge, is to capture the home in what it is, but not oversell it too, but for that reason, because they do. They come along and go, those rooms, they look so big in the photo and now they're so tiny. Yeah, yeah. And so the lens I use is very particular. It won't stretch, but it it keeps it wide enough so, you know, your bathroom... You don't just get the bed. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Do you ever get situations where the agent tells you that they're not power lines at the back of the house and somehow you need I to do an angle out. shot. Uh, mainly it. things like dead lawns and they say, oh, it'll grow back by the time the home opens. <laughs> <laughs> I say, that's well, right. you can deal with all the guys. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's not going to be me that's going to have to deal with that complaint. So if you're willing to sign off, okay. <laughs> so listen, to, seriously, you, yeah. you trade secret, I suppose. Do yeah. you do a lot of photo <laughs> shopping on the stuff you... So uh, this will probably interest you in that I actually export my editing to somewhere in Serbia. So I, uh-huh. mm, night I send my photos <laughs> off, and a guy who's been spending twenty Bounces years editing, he does a better job than me. Yeah. On a grey, cloudy day, he'll put in blue sky, and and so um, if it needs brightening, he does all that. And I have a guy in India who puts in virtual furniture. 
Because um, <laughs> I don't want to sit by a computer doing no. all that. It's really long, tedious work, and the hourly amazing. rate's not up for it. So That's amazing. Yeah. Now, is there a better time of day to shoot? Because sometimes our sellers say, oh, yes. you have to shoot at mm. such and such time. Some agents really, really love twilights, and I understand that with, this is my contentious bit, I understand that with you know high-end product. But for the majority of Australia... You've got one light out the back in the patio. Yes. It's not really or the front. <laughs> twilight, yeah. is it? But also, <laughs> in Australia, we have beautiful sunlight and beautiful gardens, mm-hmm. and when you go to twilight, it doesn't show that off. So the amount of times I'll go to a house and it's a red brick thing, then we've come for a twilight, and this would have been so much better to show off your roses in your, your garden bed if it had been done during the day, and also the inside shots are a lot so better. So midday, is that better? or uh, the, For me, the goal now is about 10.30, 11 o'clock, but yeah, until yeah. about 1, 1.30, and then you start getting that harsh afternoon light, so... Just quickly, Mark, Miguel and I had a a photographer some years ago. He told us that he had this new invention called a pole shot. And so (laughs) we got him. Where was it? Mega was down in um, Adderdale or somewhere. Anyway, he got up and he put the pole up and he was showing that. But except he had the thing around the wrong way and instead of taking the Swan River. Oh, no. (laughs) It was kind of funny. So we've had a few funny issues over the year. But obviously you've made your mark in the uh, photography business here in real estate. Yeah, one of my friends very first guy to bring in the drones and mm. he bought in a big it was $50,000 one there from Germany Ooh. and he flew it off was it near the Pierce Air Base took it up and it just flew off forever <laughs> they never found it and, and the manufacturer would not give him money back saying so it's not it my fault home, it's been the way you, to Germany I don't know whether Pierce Air Base scrambled it or something but he just flew and he never ever found it it's 50000 and he couldn't insure it because no one would want to insure this <sighs> crazy new invention oh Mark you uh, have uh, given us a lot to learn and a lot to be entertained by today. Thank you very much indeed for that. And we can contact you on Mark Photography. Is that the one word? That's right. Right, markphotography.com.au. Thanks for joining us on Talking Property. Thanks a lot, Harvey. Fantastic, Mark. Cheers. to buy, sell, rent or find an agent in WA? For all your property needs, visit rewa.com, the home of WA Real Estate. rewa.com can help you find your next home with all the latest properties right at your fingertips. For all your property needs, visit rewa.com, the home of WA Real Estate. To find the right local agent, use rewa.com agent finder to search and compare real estate agents in WA. For all your property needs, rewa.com. We at Talking Property are indebted to rewa.com, our major supporters. Agents Corner time on Talking Property and we are heading north, way up north to Caratha to First National Real Estate because on the phone is sales manager Debbie Kay. Welcome to Talking Property. G'day everybody, thanks for having me. And what's the real estate landscape like up in Caratha? It's a buzz. It's really, really good, yeah. Fantastic time. And in particular, what are you finding that, as in the Perth metropolitan area, for example, listings are pretty low and very hard to get stock? We're definitely experiencing the same. We're a little bit different in Carrara because predominantly we're an investor's market and they are divesting in this stronger market, which is allowing a array of properties to be offered to the market at reasonable prices, which owner-occupiers are acquiring like we haven't seen for some time. Is that because of the high cost of rentals in your area? 
Yes, correct. We're just coming out of the emergency period now and we're seeing trends of 25 plus percent increasing rent. It's huge. Gee, Debbie, Rob Druitt here. Debbie, that would also be increasing the value of the properties up there. And then is that bringing in the sellers because the investors having been through a fairly torrid time over the last five or six years? Sure. I guess the flip side to that, Rob, is that owner-occupiers aren't really interested in yield. Their scope is getting it at a reasonable price and jumping out of a rental market that's moving. So for the owner-occupier, it is doing just that. It's allowing them to get into the market with reasonable pricing. And the investors, I guess, for the first time are able to digest. They're still running short of what they pay for these properties, but it's definitely a lot closer than what it was. Debbie Rod Ryan, but what would the population be there in Caratha? <laughs> yeah, I think we're around the 20,000 plus. We're now a city. Yeah, you forget how big it is. So that therefore, if you're busy up there, if, if things are good, you're going to be real busy, aren't you, really, in 20,000 people correct. there? And... Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's it, Rod. And we're seeing the activity is community-based, so it's local. Mm. So it's people moving within the community big time. And you've, you've got a government now that's sort of saying that they want to give preference to people that are based in Western Australia instead of interstate and so on. So again, I, I think that'd be a big push towards property ownership in corrupt places like Caratha as well, I'd imagine. Yes, absolutely. And they've expedited the process of buying the house here, coupled with the hotels and restaurants and the nightlife that we've now got as well. So it's huge. The people have, have got a really lovely work and life balance now. Nightlife? Gee, I didn't know that yes, Karafa was renowned for nightlife. We, we have nightlife. We have nightlife. It's fantastic. We have live bands, wow. multiple restaurants. Yeah. That's great. Fantastic. And I guess that's really been a product, a lot of the benefits that Caratha have seen with the royalties for Regents, and that came out of the, the out of the boom, didn't it? And now, oh, it's perfect timing, really, isn't it? Because you're now seeing owner-occupiers buying into the marketplace, and you've got, uh, I guess, a lot more sustainability because you've got the, that infrastructure and facilities there. Correct. And the companies that support the big mining, uh, your Woodside and Rio up here, these companies offer remote housing allowance to their staff. These people are also saying, you know what, we're going to stay up here. So they're putting their money into property, living in them and still, you know, receiving the benefit of the remote allowance. So it's working wonders. Oh, that's great. And that would create a much better community, wouldn't it? Because then you get your sporting clubs and you get your interest groups and it's a real... Which I guess, was that the real issue prior in the last boom? If we go back to, you know, running right through from 2008 to 2014, that sort of fly-in, fly-out that, you know, really it wasn't sustainable. Correct. It wasn't sustainable and that's when we saw a lot of camp and the FIFO movement was absorbed. It was huge. It was, And it wasn't so family-based for families to grow up. Mm. That it's just totally changed. It's definitely a place to raise your family. So going forward, you would think that the market is going to continue to improve in Caratha. You know, Caratha's got quite a base, hasn't it? I mean, you know, it's not just iron ore and gas, yeah. fertiliser and there's other... Yeah. So... So there's a lot of industry and, and opportunity there. Correct, indeed. And, of course, then you've got the hospitality section. This is driving people as well, keeping our restaurants open, our leisure flex centres, sporting things. So these all will drive more people into the community. So, you know, housing's huge because people do want to stay and live here, but they can't afford the exorbitant rent increases. Not everybody works for the big companies. Mm. What about other adjoining areas close by, Dampier, Wickham and Roeburn and so on? What, what's happening there as well? Have they been seeing the similar sort of upswing in activity? They're very, very close. And Dampier being the portier side, 
you've got a lot of, that's a Rio Tinto stomping ground. So a lot of your uh, people are from, from Rio live in reside in Dampier. It's a place that doesn't move very often <laughs> and not in price, just as in people. <laughs> right. you, you go to Dampier, you sort of stay in Dampier. Outskirts, probably, you know, places like Roburn, Wickham, again, they're slow movers. Again, there's not a great supply. So they're not big movers because it's very limited. But Caratha really is the hub, isn't it? That's where... Yes, indeed. And what about indeed. stock levels and new property coming on? Because I, I imagine the property management, you, you're very low vacancy. Yes, property management has been some really good times. We have got a very low vacancy rate. Um, and again, coupled with the moving market, we've, we've got families, new families coming into the location as well. So stock levels are quite low. Now, Debbie, Rod Ryan speaking. I just wondered, you seem very keen and enthusiastic and passionate about Caratha. So what's your story? How long have you been there and you know, how'd you get there and all that sort of thing? Rod, I've only been in Caratha for four years. Right. I've been in the real estate industry, I think I was about 21 and I'm going into the mid-40s very soon. Look, I sold my rent. I was very fortunate. I would come and go from Caratha. I had family that lived here. So I would come and go and I saw something was going to happen in 2016. So I came back to Perth, closed down, sold my rent roll and got out and was given an opportunity to come onto the Woodside contract via Sodexo as their housing manager. So I've been involved with Woodside for over three years, managing all their housing. Mm -hmm. And then another opportunity rose for me to get back into real estate, my love affair, so I took it. (laughs) So the timing seemed been brilliant for me. So family all moved up back in 2017 and we haven't looked back. We love it. Yeah, I know a few people who are in a similar situation where they've had to move family up. They don't want to come back. They love it. So I'm not surprised. That's all. Yeah. I don't know what it is about Karatha, but, you know, obviously you can oh, tell in your voice that you're pretty keen about it. Yeah. Debbie, I think your yeah, principal, Paul yeah. Brady, would be very pleased to hear that because I know he's very keen to retain <laughs> you up there and doing such a great job. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful to hear. I'll take that. Debbie, Harvey Deegan, Debbie, what is the level of competition for your real estate agency up there? It's a competition. There is got a few different agencies up here, some big names. We all have a piece of the Karatha pie, and it is quite limited, to be honest. So the rent rolls, everybody's got some seriously large rent rolls. So a lot of your investors are coming off that rent roll. Yeah, and so when you do secure other listings outside of your own rent roll, it's hardcore. It's very competitive. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I would think there are quite a few investors who are listening to this edition of Talking Property Podcast. Debbie, how do people get in touch with you at Caratha First National? Look, thanks very much for that. Uh, our website, Caratha First National Real Estate, um, hop onto our website and that'll direct you through to all the different feeds, contact details and inquiry forms for us to be able to come back to and have a chat. Sounds good to us and thank you for joining us on Talking Property. We will talk again in the future. Yeah, terrific, Debbie. My pleasure and thank you all for your time. Well, boys, that was a little bit entertaining, I think. <laughs> and, uh, I wonder if that bloke's ever going to find his drone. 
<laughs> still probably going. No, no, it would have well run out of batteries by now. He's also run out of money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that aside, it really is a skilled occupation, isn't it, photography? We all think we can get our camera out and take shots. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. But, uh, no, you, know, it, you it, can't. He separates the men from the boys, does Correct. Mark? You've got to get uh, the photos right. And uh, as I said, you, know, you get one chance on it on the web. People are looking at it and you've got to have the photos right. Yeah, he's obviously a pro at what he does, but yeah. what interested me most was when he said that parts of his business now are dealt with through Serbia and India. I just thought that was quite amazing. Yeah. I know in our company that we do some things offshore, but yeah, amazing what he's done. Yeah, and Karatha we went, and that's bouncing along nicely too. Oh. Mm-hmm. Boy, there's been a roller coaster ride up at Karatha, but very much on the up and up now. And you know, Debbie gave us a great rundown. I mean, when you look at the infrastructure that they have there now, royalties for regions been fantastic. And I'm just so pleased to hear that most of what Debbie sales are uh, owner occupiers, which is fabulous. So it's a real community. The big thing with Debbie, I think, if you had her on the other end of the phone, the passion just comes through, and you just want to deal with her. She's yeah. terrific. Loves the area, and yeah. you can tell that too. Well, thanks, folks for tuning in to Talking Property. We look forward to the next time when we present our Talking Property podcast for you. Now, if you would like to join us on Facebook, just search for Talking Property Podcast. Our website is at www.talkingproperty.net.au and you can listen to us on several podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Anchor. And remember, if you want to learn about the Western Australian property market, just go to rewire.com for the best available information. Thank you for listening to this podcast of Talking Property with Harvey Deacon, Rob Jewett and Rod Ryan.